All right, it's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. We had our first tournament 2021. Harris English took it at the Century Tournament Champions. Uh, there's a lot of golf news to break break into with Trump at Bedminster, uh, the PGA moving on from that, JT this weekend, uh, just the whole tournament. So let's get into it. Okay, so first, let's go over. Let's just go over the tournament. I mean, Harris English, me and Jeek were watching the, with the, uh, the the conclusion of it. We actually went on Instagram Live with Trevor uh, from South Carolina, and I mean, it was it was a pretty interesting finish. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you had um, Harris English who needed a, a birdie on eighteen to tie. Um, you had Joaquin Neiman kind of just sitting there like after finishing like a while ago and didn't even like go to the range or hit. I think he just putted, um, which was interesting. And obviously English hits that unreal shot on 18 with, I think a three iron hits it to like what, four feet, three feet mm-hmm. he has that putt to win it. And then, you know, from there he misses that putt and they go into a playoff, but yeah. And then still Neiman, crazy. Uh, I mean, Neiman put his drive like what, like 30 yards past. Yeah. English's? 30 to 40 yards past English. English mm-hmm. just kind of hit his drive. It carried. And then it just like stopped in the fairway. And like he had to pretty much lay up his next shot to outside the right, like right side of the green. Mm-hmm. And ne- that like opened the door for Neiman. Like, and then Neiman so almost much. hit it into the, into the, into the, Oh my goodness. Stuff. He, like, he carried by like two yards. It. He did he not catch it. Yards. Well, the sound was awful. Like, he could tell that it was bad and like they cut the camera to like just past the green. I'm like, is that gonna go in the like penalty area? Um, it just carries over, but he got lucky and unlucky at the same time because he got lucky that it carried the penalty area, but he got unlucky that the ball sat down in the high rough. Yeah. And like um, I mean, it, that would have been a tough up and down from there. That's the worst feeling too when you're watching on TV and you like you're like rooting for like something crazy happening to play off or something like that, and then you hear that sound, like you know it's like a not struck well or not a good shot and you're just it just like you kind of takes all the momentum out of I mean, it harris english had like the same exact putt as the last hole that he missed so like mm-hmm. it was what, like he kind of and, and, and neiman also gave Five him footer. another yeah neiman gave him another line because he duffed his chip shot yeah like, he couldn't really get it out uh, so, so he just I mean, he it buried tough. it dead center and and pat and i were sitting there watching together uh and pat had a, a bet on neiman i had one on on harris english so that was yeah. That was, inv- I think I'm going to start for all you gamblers out there. If you, if you get, if that gets to a playoff, take somebody it's, it's you like, it gets you like a lot. Like, obviously I'm into the playoff cause I'm a golf fan, but like, if there's a playoff, you should bet on it. It's like minus minus one ten both ways usually. And it's kind of fun to root for somebody. You say that only cause you won. Even if I lost, I think it would have been like yeah. more fun to root for and then Obviously. have like nothing. Oh, in yeah, it, definitely. Wa- like, watch it. That makes it much more interesting watching a playoff, like of a tournament. This might not be the biggest tournament in the world, like term term in the world, but it makes it that more that much more interesting for sure. I mean, I like lost. a lot of the times when you see a playoff, you're rooting for a guy, but like you're not invested into a guy. Like yeah. the other guy wins, you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I lost a a whopping sixty six cents this week because of because of that loss. <laughs> So uh, we had a day. The Venmo's open if you want to Venmo me 66 cents as an apology uh, for that, you know, that bad hole. But let's move into some of the other news that came from the weekend. Um, First, we'll go Ryan Palmer. Did you guys see this at all? I didn't didn't see this. So he like duffed a shot, 
during the third round and it like was rolling back to him and he was walking away and he, the ball was like kind of headed for a divot, but like not really at all. It was easily stopping like a good 10 feet short at the very least. And he just like brushed away at like a divot um, with his foot in frustration and the ball didn't even get there. But the but the like the announcers and like even like even like the uh, like the rules official like talked to him after and were like questioning like why he did that because like they were saying that it was because he was gonna um, he was trying to like improve his his lie but it was kind of ridiculous he was he he didn't even know that he was like in trouble for anything until he got he, to the scoring they, table did they take any strokes away from him? no they didn't no yeah I mean because he like, explained so, it he was like I didn't even know why you guys were were ask like asking me about this so pretty much i saw the video he had to see see the video like two times pretty much what i understand is that he like just kind of like brushed the ground in frustration after hitting a shot like like pretty much stuffing a chip or whatever it was and it was rolling back to him and like while it was rolling back to him he kind of just like hit the ground because like he was frustrated Mm -hmm. and the pga like officials thought that he was trying to improve his lie by doing that but the ball still stopped way short yeah, like so okay. <laughs> short of that so it was like kind of ridiculous that's, that's and after petty, the round yeah. he was being interviewed on the golf channel I'm, like, I'm looking at the rule it says the rule rule 11 3 says while a, while a ball is in motion you must not deliberately alter physical conditions or lift or move a loose impediment or movable obstruction to affect where the ball might come to rest might come to rest yeah but there was no intent i don't know I think no, no, yeah, there is no like yeah. the fact that he had no intent. I guess made it a little bit. And you're right, didn't get a penalty or anything like that. But I, I mean, think it's I funny think... how he had, he had to watch the video like three times and say, "Yeah, like, he said, what am I to... looking at?" And, and... yeah, I mean, he said I... he's talking to the rules official. Like, like, like what's what's the issue here? Personally, <laughs> is, is I, I believe. The chip? <laughs> Personally, I believe like in a year or two, like you know how like they changed the world where you could pat down. Uh, like spots in front of like on the green like and, and like, like stuff like that yeah i think in a couple of years they'll change it to that if your ball lands in the divot you'll be able to like drop like next to it i could see so that nice. i could also see them just i could i, just, I could see it as it lies I, I don't know i mean a lot of like amateur tournaments they like play it play play it up instead of like you know i'm, I'm not saying i totally agree with it i'm just saying that that's something that i could see happening like potentially them like visiting that i'm not sure they would change it i don't don't. don't think they're gonna change that another thing that happened this weekend was uh justin thomas after he missed like a four foot putt on uh number four i believe on on the third round on saturday Mm -hmm. he uh you know he said a homophobic slur which you know tough looks for jt did seem pretty apologetic after so you know i don't i think he'll he'll learn from it but you know, tough looks overall. Yeah, it's like it's. I think it would have been different. I think he would have like for that situation. I think it would have been different if there were fans around. And he probably definitely he probably wouldn't have said that. But he shouldn't. I mean, he shouldn't have said. Shouldn't have said it anyways. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, exactly. Like, and you also should know, like, like the cameras are going to be everywhere. Yeah, how do you not know like, that? Like, you're like, Mike. Like, you're especially, definitely like, especially when you're Justin Thomas. Caliber, not yeah, like you're Justin Thomas. I mean, they're, I think like, I think you're just caught in the moment. The whole time, to be honest. I mean, I just think you just get caught in the moment. Like when you hit a bad shot and like all of a sudden you say something, that's probably what yeah. happened. But I, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm, learn from like, it, I'm it's sure still, it's still like you, like, I don't know that, like that in this age, like you can't like, especially you can't be when saying that. you know, you're like a superstar, like you exactly. Just, like, yeah. Right. 
But mm-hmm. I mean, anyway. he was apologetic, and uh, even after the fourth round, like, like they, uh, they talk, I talk to him about it. So it's inexcusable. We'll, we'll I'm speechless. It's bad. There's no way to play. I need to be better. Definitely yeah. learning experience. Like he's like, obviously, he's very apologetic and still one of the most recognizable players in the world. So hopefully, it doesn't come back. Yeah. But it'll probably game. just be like a a blip on the on the radar yeah. for him. But uh, more importantly, the BGA just. Uh, announced that they're moving on from the Trump Bedminster uh, uh, event, like venue for 2022. They're fine somewhere else. And the RNA also said that they were, they, they pretty much said, yeah, we weren't planning on it anyway. So they're not having anything at Trump Turnberry um, anytime future. soon. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd yeah. imagine ev- eventually like maybe Turnberry or something like will no longer have Trump um, under ownership at some point in like the mm-hmm. future, but I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So um, it is interesting that they're doing that and they kind of like people have no idea where this like tournaments can be played. Like the PJ didn't give any to your way. Yeah, the PJ didn't really give any uh, hints about where it's going to be. So um, it will be very interesting to see where they end up moving it. I'm kind of glad they, they, they moved it uh, for obvious reasons, but also. I don't, I wouldn't want to. I feel like the, uh, the, the the merch for that tournament would be so just like you basically just be buying MAGA merch. Like, yeah, yeah you're like, going, you're you're like, like, want to want to buy that, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's just like it wouldn't sell very well. Actually, it might sell well in some people. markets. But I don't, I don't know. If I feel go- like golf is like that market, though. I, don't I know. feel like I feel like it's like for like for us, it's like it's not or for like casual golf fans or even just like us. Like I don't know anything about Trump Trump Bedminster. Like if they potentially go to a course, that's like maybe like we people know better. Like like it would get more or it'd be yeah. More I guess that that kind of brings us into into the Monday yeah. hypothetical. Where do you want to see the twenty two or twenty twenty two PGA Championship now? Um, and somebody on the uh, the Instagram commented this recent, uh, like a couple of minutes ago. I'll pull it up. Um, give him a shout out. Who is it? It was John Beigner. He said, "Keep it in the same state or the same region. If if they kept it in Jersey, they could do Liberty um, Liberty National, which would be pretty cool. Liberty mm-hmm. National would be actually." very cool for that so yeah, cool. really that'd be awesome. they also said something like uh sabonic which is that's long island right long island yeah, yeah. which sabonic. you know that same area that would be cool if they if they did that one because then we could go um hopefully <laughs> by then and two i feel like like long island golf like Jer- like jersey golf like that like on the water is like pretty it's pretty sick no i so, have i have a i have a, a course but i know they will never play it here i mean if you want to keep it in what, new jersey pine, pine valley Oh, if I, no, they won't. They, won't, they, they will never. They will never play it. They won't do it. But like, but that would be insane if they played it there. Wait, so is I know Trub and Benminster is in New Jersey, but if it's like in that, you can do that area. You can do I'll just like roll. if you want to do like a Marion kind of thing, like even like just yeah. like. Isn't that in Pennsylvania? Yeah, but it's like in, but it's kind of Jersey-ish. Close, yeah, right. it's close enough. Pennsylvania is like, basically just Jer- just Jersey. Like yeah, it's extension Jersey, <laughs> like but it, it uh, kind of is. Uh, or Philadelphia is, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, there's like there's like Ridgewood. They play like a Northern Trust there. Like I don't think I feel like they wouldn't do that. But like, no. like if you go down that, co- that course is not a, a major championship. No, course. but if you if you go down a little further south, you can do like I don't know, congr- like congressional. Like if you wanted to go in DC or something like that, like somewhere somewhere that maybe or Baltusrol even if you want. Yeah, I mean to do that Pat again. mentioned Pat like, mentioned Baltusrol, which is going going under like a huge renovation right now. Oh, then maybe not. So I don't know if that would be ready for 2022, but it would be cool to go there after renovation. Like probably a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. I assume. I think Liberty National it would be would be a pretty sick one. 
now that that, That'd be that, awesome. that guy put that out there. That'd be that so would be cool. pretty cool, but they do play what the Northern Trust there like every other year. That's true. They do. Is I it think, every other year? I don't know if it's every other year, but I think the only option I saw this on someone, some Twitter account, I forgot what it was. Uh, I saw I was just scrolling through Twitter today or yesterday, and I saw someone suggested uh, Southern Hills in Tulsa, where they're having the they're having their hosting senior PGA maybe this year, I think mm. there. So that they are, they would already have everything set up. They'd hard to have the tents and everything like that. Like they could, they can just like go from one year to the next. I like got the same that's course fair. if they wanted to do that. Yeah. That's, that's just, but I also like the idea of keeping in the same general area as like the Oak New, Hill like the, in yeah. upstate New York. Yeah. Rock, Rochester is mm-hmm. a country club or something. I think that's what's called maybe Rochester national. That's a good one. They probably wouldn't, they, like, they could do Beth page again, but they probably wouldn't, probably they wouldn't, wouldn't do, do that. You know, I, I mean, they wouldn't do it, but I'd love to see another. I wouldn't do it, especially with another the shiny one. The new year after two or two years after that. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I like the idea of keeping it in the same like geographical location. I think that it's yeah. kind of cool for the fans. Like, like yeah, they can't go to the tournament, or hopefully they can't no, go. To the tournament. they'll be able to. I feel like yeah, they'll be able to get right like, twenty twenty two. I would hope. But so. uh, <laughs> but uh, I think keeping the same area is a uh, it's a good move by or would be a good move by the PGA or yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Right. Uh, so I guess we can move into the who's not, who's hot, who's not um, segment. We've kind of, we didn't have this last week, but we've had it in the plans. For who's hot, I feel like we can go with Joaquin Neiman. Um, Jake, I'm assuming you put that in there. Yeah. I mean, like, it's obvious if you yeah. want to put like Harris English in there and it is obvious yeah. to put Joaquin Neiman in there, but just looking at it, like his previous, like, like just 2021, like the he won the Houston so open far. right before the masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He won the Houston open before the masters, which was, um, did he finish well the masters? Him. I'm, I'm going, I'm or did he it even up. play in it? Um, so like, at, he didn't play in the masters. I was going to say, um, cause he probably didn't qualify. I mean, he obviously finished second last week. He was T12 at the QBE shootout, even though it's like, a weird event like t23 event. at the mayakoba <laughs> t17 at the zozo um sixth so at the, the cj swing. cup the, the false swing was really big for him so he he's been playing well recently um i mean uh, that kind of is what who who's hot is so I'm, you could I'm you could argue like like from the president's cup was it it was last president's cup was last year wasn't it or yeah, last was, december yeah last december but uh you could argue that he's the one who bent like he maybe he like didn't play the greatest like during the president's cup but, like after yeah. it like he might have he's my he's might be the one probably who's come on the most like him song jm and abe answer answer yeah th- those yeah. three like like neiman's like he's like finishing like but yeah like, i would say he played great in the masters he's playing the best like, out of those three right now yeah as of right now he's playing the best and, like he looks like he could be a stud on tour and, yeah. and he's so young too what he's like 22 maybe? 22 yeah he's he, he's gonna be a stud he's boys with sergio yeah, I, mean, I think oh, he's, that makes sense. What is he up to? Forty-five or no, thirty-first in the world. Yeah, that's yeah. He, he's making a move. He's 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 going to keep climbing. Like he's going to be on those Presidents Cup teams for forever now too. Yeah, and then for the who's not of the week, I mean, if it should be pretty obvious based off of what just happened. Like, what did Hideki at Matsuyama finish at? I think he was like still over par after three days. So Hideki Matsuyama had like a pretty good year coming up to this tournament, but obviously he hasn't played in two months since the Masters. And he came into this tournament, I think he finished four or five under, which was last. Four under <laughs> and he was five under on Sunday. So yeah, so he was he was one over. over he was like the only golfer over par going into Sunday, I think. Which so. is ridiculous. That's, I mean, um, 
Usually, so this that, would be just, that would just be a week, week where he got cut, but he really yeah. just had to grind out four days of bad golf, pretty much, and so until Sunday. He played so I, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch how he rebounds from that. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, Tony Fino also didn't have a great week. Yeah, which he was, didn't. He was very up and down this week. Uh, mm-hmm, he had like one really good day, and then like fall by bad day. Or started as a bad day, good day, bad day, okay day. Right. I mean, you really had to score in this tournament. The winner, what it was, Harris English was 25, 25 yeah, under, to, 25 under. You this is to, this is score. one of those tournaments where you have to play like you have to Lights play like, pretty good golf like every single day. Like if is it, if you're scoring, if like if you're not scoring, like someone else is making an eagle and a par five, someone else is driving green. Like it's exactly. like you you make some of those shots, it changes around, but. I mean, I the, know, weather, the weather like, wasn't that bad this week. I mean, I think Sunday was probably yeah. the worst day as far as the wind. But like, uh, I mean, Thursday through Saturday, they were scoring days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, sure. Sunday was a little tougher though. Yeah, the the leaders weren't weren't playing like lights out like they were the the, the, the days before. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that note, we can move into the People's Champ of the Week. So People's okay. Champ of the Week. Yeah. So. I saw this. I was scrolling through, seeing what storylines could be on, and uh, I saw that Bryson nearly blacked out while trying to gain more speed while training with Kyle Berkshire to get more distance on his more speed on his on his uh, club head. And I saw he was like he's like he hasn't gone over two hundred miles two hundred miles per hour yet on in a tournament, but he's gone like two hundred eleven. And he said, "There's a quote. I think he said uh, there are points for." He's like, I don't know if you experienced runner hot, runner's tie, but he had like, like tunnel vision. He's like, I have to set to stop for a second. I think it's just he's swinging so hard. That's so psycho. This is like, yeah, I know. Well, yeah. So, it's so like, like so a little, a little background on that. I'm sure you guys have seen like the GM golf and like Kyle Berkshire videos with him. Yeah. And like yeah. pretty much Kyle Berkshire's way of training long drive is to keep going and going and going until you literally like your body cannot go anymore. So I think that's kind of what Bryson was experiencing where like he just kept hitting and hitting and hitting and trying to get faster and faster and faster and faster until like literally he blacked out and it was just like, okay, I got to sit down now. And that's what Kyle Berkshire said. That was like the only way to get faster. And this honestly, like, I'm not really like even surprised at this. Like if if anyone was going to do this, it'd be Bryson. Like just go so like so aggressively hard. That you just blacks training, out. Yeah. That you just black out. Like nobody else in the golf world would do that. Like, I mean, I just love that. Rory, like, not JT, nobody. All of the interviews, like they ask about it, and he like goes very into depth about how, like, like what ball speeds he's trying to get to, and like, mm-hmm. um, like how Kyle Berkshire went from like this ball speed to this ball speed, which means yeah. that he could go from this ball speed to this ball speed. And I just think it's crazy. I mean, I think yeah. he said he wanted to get around 220 ball speed on tour. Which is crazy. <laughs> the event, I mean, <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, his his eight iron is going two oh five right now, which is just yeah. ridiculous. Because like I don't know, that's my like iron. four iron, pretty, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's crazy. Oh my. Um, my personal uh, people's champ of the week got to be Joel Damon. He, I, I think, on four play, uh, he was doing an interview, and he said that his caddy bought the the hybrid that he. Um, currently uses on tour like he he wasn't hitting his hybrid well before uh, the one he had he bought that for the one he currently uses for forty dollars I think it was like like maybe even like thirty I think it was forty four but I think 44. someone I think, I think someone saw someone found the same club online for thirty eight yeah that's what it was so like he uses like an old hybrid like used too like pre owned 
Imagine being the person that, that put that up for sale and you're like, wait, Joel Damon is just crushing the three hybrid that I, that I, yeah, you're, um, you're just watching that I TV ditched and Joel the Damon's side because I couldn't hybrid. hit it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Oh like he bought it, like he bought it with like a standard shaft. Obviously he put like his own shafts and stuff on it, but like the no, way I don't he think he did. It, the way he bought it had like a standard shaft and like, like bad flex for like, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was like a, it was, a, it wasn't like a, a stiff shaft and I still think it's not. I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. That's like, that's literally the definition of like a people's champ. Buying a used club online for $50. That's something like we would do. I mean, something, something $50 online and you're using a PGA tour event. Something kind of related to that. I mean, Scotty Scheffler is like just now replacing uh, like a hybrid that he's been using since he was in high school. I think it was like a Nike, Nike, some kind of Nike Nike hybrid. And he's been using it since high school and he's finally looking for something to replace it with. I think it's, I think it did, did break always oh, test he's tested 10, 10 different three ones, woods yeah. yeah my uh my my friend welsh um has a nike th- uh three wood that's red and it has like a white like a bright white grip it's the absolute like coolest three hybrid i've ever yeah, seen those are so i have a, I have a clubs are so cool i have a nike vapor uh three wood sitting in yeah that the, thing the guest bag. Yeah. sucks that's a terrible it's so club. bad <laughs> it looks so cool though it looks cool. it does look cool like well, you can yeah, hit it looks awesome yeah. It has the white shaft, which looks kind of cool, but like, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, like the, those two. Like that, that reminds me of like Stenson using like the same like three wood. Like you see him because he just wood, loves like, that club. It. Yeah, yeah. I think he moved on from it though, years. didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. I think we talked I about mean, that actually. He Tom, yeah, Tommy Fleetwood like used the Nike up until he yeah. got his new deal. The Nike so. Irons, yeah, that's crazy. I like people. Like even PGA Tour pros, like they have a club base, fall in love with, and they use yeah. it no matter how outdated it it's is. Not broke, still don't use fix it. Yeah, exactly. That's unbelievable, Pat. We should uh we should mention our our Patrick Cantley uh journey on. Uh, oh, I forgot. Sunday. I was gonna name him as as my as my people's champ of the week. So Patrick Cantley, people's champ of the week, in a tournament matchup against Webb Simpson. Me and Jeek both had him. Comes down to the last hole. He's one up. He, all he needs to do is par the hole. Well, well, before you get to the last hole, he was like. I think he was like four strokes up going into the final round on Webb Simpson. And then Webb Simpson birdied like four in a row. And like, he was just kind of playing one under golf. Right. So like so, he had one, a one stroke lead going on into the 18th hole. Yes. So he ends up in, in the left bunker um, on uh, after a second shot, right up against the lip. He hits the ball like a good 60 yards over the green, over the grandstand. Then he puts it to probably... Um, Four feet, five feet. Four, four feet from, from there, which is crazy, like over the grandstand mm-hmm. and then drains the par putt to win the, the tournament matchup. Because <laughs> we, we saw that he scold the ball over the grandstand. We're like, crap, like he's going to, he's going to like bogey lose this hole. I mean, we're going to, he might even double bogey the hole. We might lose the bet instead of like it pushing. But, it was the witching uh, hour of ice in his the VA tour. <laughs> it was Pat the witching I, hour. We, that, we, I sullied more for that than like if like, I don't know, like, I don't even know what it was. Like then when when a Harris English won, I had like a bet on him as well. Exactly. <laughs> I was kind of hype about Pat Cantley uh parring the 18th hole. That is like a very birdie hole. Yeah. Um so on that note we can move into the stat of the week, Jeek. Yeah, so stat of the week this week. Um we were talking about Bryson DeChambeau in the previous segment, and uh I was just kind of looking at the stats because I kind of wanted to see how he was doing. And uh, last week, he once again led the field in strokes gain off the tee. Um, no surprise. Um, his long drive last week was 414. He actually did it twice. Um, Cameron Champ actually had longer drives than him. He had a 421-yard drive and a 425-yard drive. But I was looking at the stats for, Bry- for Bryson, 
And and every start of 2021, he's finished top two in strokes gain off the tee. So he's not losing any like any accuracy with the distance that he has, which is kind of crazy. I mean, he was, he's still he was number some, one in some accuracy. He was number one in driving accuracy. He was number one in driving accuracy last week too. Bryson. Yeah. Well, like at, at the at the at Kapalua. Yeah, but he was also like just looking at the. This stat, is also I mean, very wide like, fairways. Besides, besides mm-hmm. the Masters, he's been number one in strokes gain off the tee, number one in accuracy as well. So I didn't um, realize that. That's that I is really crazy. Like, I, he's, hitting far, crazy. he's hitting I, it far. He's hitting it far, and he's hitting it straight. I thought the strokes gain off the tee would just like he would make up. It would make up so much with his distance that like it wouldn't accuracy. Is, I mean, as what how it is like accuracy won't matter as much for him as you can hit it so far off the tee. Right. I mean, but he's hitting, like I said, he's hitting it far and he's hitting it straight, which is unbelievable. So right now it's Monday um, and we don't have all of the DraftKings salaries and, you know, all the, all the bets that we want to give to you guys. So we're going to do that tomorrow morning. So we're just going to switch over to the course preview right now. Okay, so we're actually not going to do it tomorrow because all the DraftKings salaries came out while we were recording. So we're back already. Let's move to, to the course preview with Jeek. All right, course preview. So we have the Sony Open this week at YLA Country Club in Hon- Honolulu, um, staying in Hawaii. Um, this week we got a par 70 and it's 7,044 yards. So a lot different than last week. Last week we had a par 73. Um, the course is a little bit longer. We have a lot shorter course this week. Um, there's only two par fives, number nine and number 18. And those are the, those are the, the holes they need to play well on. Um, in 2019, there was 56 Eagles at this golf course. So um, the par fives are the easiest on the course and you need to score on, on nine and 18. Um, a lot more narrow fairways this week than compared to last week. Um, just 52% of fairways have been hit on average and the tour average on normal courses is 61%. Um, so that's quite a difference. So you must hit the fairways this week. Um, average drive driving distance travels about five and a half yards further than the normal PGA Tour course. Um, the wind shouldn't be as bad at this course, but we did say that last year, and the wind was kind of brutal last year. Mm-hmm. But I think that was I think that was an outlier. Um, the weather was pretty bad last year too. Yeah, they had bad yeah. weather. So it, the, the like final score last year, Cameron Smith ended up winning at eleven Over Brendan under. Steele, I think, right? Yeah, at eleven. And Ryan Palmer was up there too, I think. Yeah, um, it's usually around twenty under. Um, Justin Thomas won twenty seven under in twenty seventeen, so um, that's an mm. interesting fact. Um, some key stats going in this week: strokes gain approach is going to be pretty important, as well as driving accuracy and hitting the fairways. So if you hit the fairways and approach pretty well, you're in a good spot. Um, I would also look at par fours gained and eagles gained because. Um, Par fours gain most of the most of the course is par fours, and then eagles gain. You must do well on those two par fives. And then just going into the field this week, um, you got Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Harris English, Sanjay Am, Joaquin Neiman, um, defending champ Cameron Smith. Um, it, the field's not as good this week. People aren't playing. Uh, much of the top ten's not playing, so you're not. You know, Vacation no time. JT. Yeah, no JT, no DJ, no Rom, no Patrick Reed. They're probably still in Hawaii though. Oh, I, I saw that, like vacation yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're on vacation now. Yeah. So, um, but you still have a pretty okay field at the top. Um, and then a lot more players at the end filling out the bottom, including like VJ Singh and Jim Furyk. So VJ Singh. Nice. To be honest. Looking at yeah. previous winners, you got Cameron Smith last year, Matt Kuchar, Pat Kazire, Justin Thomas, and Fabian Gomez. So a lot of different winners. Yeah. Uh, kind of just like years. very, very different. Yeah. Different like 
all around like good, bad, not bad, but like higher, higher up players like Justin Thomas, but also Fabian Gomez. So it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, let's move into skins. Let's talk about the favorites first. You got Webb Simpson as, as the favorite right now. I don't, I don't mind. I, I think that's about accurate. Him being the favorite uh, on, um, on DraftKings because last week he played well, even though he basically had no time to prepare. And now he's in the same setting in Hawaii pretty much. Right. I mean, Pat and I were fading Webb Simpson the whole week last week just because of that whole situation. Out. And it worked out for us, but like he, it only worked he did not out play it, as, as bad as we thought. Though. No, it only worked out because <laughs> the guys, though. the guys that we picked played better than him. But exactly. like he played pretty well last week um, with yeah. all that was going on. So, um, I mean, definitely Harris, should be the favorite. Harris English, like, yeah, sure, he's a favorite because he played really well. But like, I don't see a guy. I, he played very well. I just do not see him going back to back in Hawaii. I don't think Mm-mm. Hawaii is exactly a place where you go back to back. It's. I don't remember who somebody has done it before, but it's been a while. And I mean, Harris English has been playing really, really well this year. I mean, he, no, he has, has. Um, a win at the Century, um, the QB shootout. He technically won that too, but that's a little different. Uh, T five at the Mayakoba, T six at the RSM, uh, an off week T twenty eight at the Zozo, and then T and then tenth at the CJ Cup and fourth at the U.S. Open. So he's yeah, finished so in he's, the top ten, in like almost every event. So he is hot right now, for sure. So he's um, definitely rightfully uh, up there as one of the favorites. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. go into DraftKings. Who wants to start? Um, I'll go first. So my mid to high guy, I'm going to go with Russell Henley at 8,700. Um, he's seventh in stroke and approach this year and also seventh in driving accuracy, which are two of the more important stats this week. Um, that kind of adds up to sixth in strokes gained T to green. Um, he had a T4 at the Zozo and a T3 at the CJ Cup, which was a little bit earlier this year, but it is part of the 2021 season. So I'm looking for him to keep that form. I believe he did get cut here last year, but he wasn't like playing as well as he is now last year. So he's kind of must have figured something out. I'll go I'll go next. My high mid guy, Abraham Answer at 9400. Talk about you need to hit the fairways here. Like that one term. I just think of that one term at the it was Harbor Town, wasn't it? Where he hit like every single fairway and every single green pretty much the whole whole weekend. Uh, he's eighth on tour in driving accuracy. He's in a good run of form, including four top twenties in a row, dating back to last December and November, including set T seventeen last week. So I like him as a guy who can keep in the fairway and get to get on the green, make some putts. Yeah, I like that. Um, so last week I had uh, Cantley who finished T thirteen. Not not bad. He played very pretty well the whole tournament, and I had Neiman as my other um, as my like low mid guy. So pretty good week for me in the in the DFS category. This week I have Zach Johnson as my high guy, high high mid. He's eighty five hundred. Not really breaking the bank on anybody. You can still get a, like a high salary player. Um, keeps the ball in the fairway. Good approach player and putter. Um, he he was great strokes gain approach and putting last year, and doing well this year as well. Um, even better actually. And just over the past like couple months ish, like even towards the end of the summer, like he's been playing very solid golf. So I like Zach Johnson. Um, mm. And he, he was in the T twenties. I think he was like T twenty two here last year. I saw. That. I um, think it was like T twenty eight, maybe. Yeah, T twenty eight. I think. Uh, and then yeah. last, uh, and then my low guy is, is Ches Reeve, seventy four hundred. I think that's pretty good value. I mean, first of all, he's our guy. 
And three years ago, he almost had a, had a uh, 59, but he shot a 61 uh, in the final round three years ago. So pretty good history here. He's, he's 29th in stroking approach last year, which will never really, um, you know, bode like poorly for you. And he, even though he, this, even though there's more narrow fairways that shouldn't bother him, he's got uh, se- he was seventh in driving accuracy last year. So I like him as a low value pick. I mean, just kind of add on to that. Ches Revy, I think, in the field this week is the has the fourth most strokes gained at this course in the last five years. So that's not too. Is that, is that salary? That's a steal. That's an absolute yeah. steal. Uh, my low pick, not too low, but Emiliano Grio at seventy nine hundred finished t twenty one last year. Here, he fourteenth in strokes gained approach and thirty fifth strokes gained t to green. So you know he can hit the ball. I can strike the ball really well. That's what you need to do here. And he was finished T18 at the RSM and T8 at the Mayakoba last last month. So he's in decent form as well. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the form. I like the form of the player, recent player, even though even though it was a month ago. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's the form. Uh, but So I like him as someone who can, if he hits the fairway, I think you'd have a good weak ball strike. You can hit some, hit some greens and get really close. Um, so my little guy, I'm going to go for a real value play here. Um, Michael Thompson at 6,900. Um, last year's 32nd in driving accuracy and 67th in strokes game putting, which isn't that bad um, for a player of his caliber. Um, he was T21 last week, which is like smack in the middle of the field. Um, he did have a T15 at the Houston Open in his last event before last week. Um, uh, he had a t- uh, the last year at this tournament, he was T38th, which isn't terrible. He didn't Especially get for 6,900. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I see a little bit of a correlation between uh, this event and the RBC Heritage. They're both par 70, uh, like around 7,000 yard courses. So he was T8 at the RBC Heritage. So um, I'm kind of going to use that and see how that goes with the correlation of those two events. All right. Um, and then for for bets, the bets section, I'll go first. So my winner two last... Two, sorry, two skins on the table. Yes, there are two skins on the table. We all lost our uh, our yeah. best bet, which were honestly kind of ba- like bad beats. I mean, top t- Tony Fino top ten just really missed hard. But like Jeek's bet can be in the top Aussie. He was what four strokes up going the last day. Yeah, he ended up losing by one stroke. I believe yeah. two strokes. So he needed a eagle on the last hole, but we won't talk about that. Um, and then I'd Streb top 30. He was T2 after day one, but then he just played really bad golf the rest of the tournament. <laughs> about that. Yeah. I mean, bad. He was just like shooting like one under every day, which is like, yeah. you know, still not great yeah. for, for this tournament. Uh, and Colin Marcao was my winner. I mean, I really thought I had it towards, towards uh, the end, like going to the final round. But on that note, I'm going right at it again. Colin Marcao plus 1500 this week. I feel like, you know, I was I was tr- trying to look for somebody low, but I was, but I think fifteen hundred is actually like pretty good value for for like a tournament like this because a lot of the time you'll see like a, a some of the like the big favorites being like plus six fifty like like DJ was last week. So yeah. like fifteen hundred is still good value. Um, and you know for all the reasons that Colmar's cow is good, like he's a great iron player. He was putting actually not great last week, um, but he keeps it in the fairway, um, so mm-hmm. he's always got a shot. And then my best bet, Sung JM minus 118 over Matsuyama. I kind of wanted to bet, to bet Sung JM in general going into this tournament. I was thinking about him as a winner. Um, and then I saw the best bet matchup over, uh, or the ma- matchup pick over Matsuyama. And Matsuyama just did not have a good week last week. Sure, he finished strong. Um, but I was reading something, I think it was Jason Sobel's article actually, that said Matsuyama's like a high, like 
like header of the ball, which is, which is not good for like when there's a lot of wind. So mm-hmm. that on top of the fact that he just didn't play well last week, I think it's a good time to fade him. And yeah. I think that was Sung Jam who finished top 10. He was thinking he was sixth uh, T six. We all like that so. one. Yeah. No, every, yeah. So every, I actually every picked one of us want, went to that one, saw it and then like realized Pat had it. So we all yeah, like so that. I, that's probably I actually our, our picked, uh, yeah, I actually picked Sung Jam the win at plus 2000. Um, he finished 16th here last year. If I just kind of add on to this and 21st the year before, um, the only two times he's played here. Um, it was T5 that he finished last week. Um, and he g- gained a lot of strokes um, approach last week. Um, he was sixth in the field last week on strokes gain approach, and um, that was a strong part of his game last week. Um, he also is uh, 14th in strokes gain off the tee and 39th in strokes gain approach um, in the year total. And I just really like Sanjay M this week. I think he could win. This Do you know how he is event. putting? Just curious. Um, I don't think he's putting fantastic. I think if he gets think a little a good bit better putter, at putting, he is a, good, a good putter, putter. But I think if he does putt a little bit better like if he putted a little bit better last week you might have saw him up a little bit higher in the leaderboard but um i think i think that's not something that can change week to week yeah they could fix week to week i know last week was um was pretty slow greens so yeah um we'll see and then my best bet um i'm gonna go with a tournament matchup as well uh brendan todd minus 105 against matt kuchar um matt kuchar hasn't been on great form to start 2021 i kind of looked at his uh stats um, going into this year and he doesn't really have any very good finishes so um and brendan todd's pretty solid he usually plays um relatively well he's pretty steady so i mean he won the qb shootout but um, we won't well, count QB that. shootout yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, very so my win- oh it definitely is 100 percent uh I'll go my winner, zach johnson plus 4500 i actually didn't even realize pat picked him in dfs until he said it and I guess past that, he keeps the ball in the fairway. He's a great ball striker. He's 36 in strokes gain approach, 19 in strokes gain total, and he's 10th in strokes gain putting. So if he gets the ball in the fairway, which he usually does, he'll have a great chance to make some birdies. And then my best bet, I'm going to ride the hot hand and go with Joaquin Neiman, top 30 at minus 125. I honestly don't see him finishing outside the top 30. I think he'll easily make the cut. Great form, and I think he's, I think he's a little pissed off after the way last weekend. I think he's ready for ready to make some corrections and and make up for that. So he, I, he could finish higher, but minus one twenty five at top there, I think that's pretty easy. Pretty good value. Also, yeah. his stats are ridiculous. He is it's like thirteenth strokes gain off the tee, nineteenth uh, strokes gain tee to green, ninth strokes gain total, forty fifth strokes gain approach. Like he's he's. All around might be one of the highest players on tour, mm. uh, so I think top thirty is a pretty easy bet, and especially in a uh, not as great field this week. Right. Um, yeah. Just before we move into the next one, I have a question. So obviously minus one twenty five is fine, but what are we capping the odds at to, for a best bet? Since now there is some competition here, two hundred like minus one forty. I'll say minus like one fifty. Minus one fifty is the the, the lowest yeah. you can go. Okay, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, like uh, 200, 200 is like, because, uh, yeah, that's just too low. Yeah. And yeah. like 30 okay. to win 20 is like a bet I would actually do. Like, my, that's what minus 150 would be. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I like minus Um, And then last week we forgot to do a first round leader, which I kind of disappointed in because I think Harris English ended up being the first round leader along with Justin Thomas. And those were two guys we could have possibly picked. But um, with that being said, this week, I think we're going to go with Ryan Palmer plus uh, 4,000, unless anybody objects. Um, just looking at the stats, like, 
just looking at his recent finishes, honestly, he was fourth last week, T 10th, fourth, uh, T 17th. So those are pretty good finishes last four times he's played. Um, and in, in the first rounds, he's been in the sixties and every round of 2021, except for the U S open, which is the U S open. So he also, um, fin- also finished like T four here, T four here last year, 67 yeah. first round too. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been first round leader actually. You could probably dig into the archives and we'd probably have it in our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So on that note, let's move uh, into the clubhouse. We're doing a par three this week of the three stops you'd make if you're doing a cross-country golf road trip. It was kind of inspired by some of my my friends are doing like a cross-country skiing road trip right now. They went to like, like Chicago, then to like Nebraska. Then to skiing? Jackson Hole in Wyoming, yeah, skiing, and then went to Utah, and now they're going to Aspen. Where, where, where can you go skiing in Chicago? Oh no, that was just a stop overnight to stay. Oh, okay, somebody, okay, to oh, stay with somebody because you can't really like drive for you know no, you four hours straight. That that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But just kind of inspired by that. Uh, so I'll start. Am I just am I just mapping out? Am I are we doing? Yeah, just map, map out all map out map map out all three. Okay, so this is what I was thinking. So I think I was I would drive down to Hilton Head to start it out. Okay, assuming we're starting in the Northeast, or you could just assume that we're, I'm starting there. So I'm starting at Hilton Head. It's a great island, just to like you know, get a, get a couple rounds in. Obviously, we went there for spring break. I would go again yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, I'm, I'm going I'm going to to Payne Va- Payne's Valley or whatever. That's, it's that's a good one. That was like, mine. <laughs> where is that again? Missouri. Yeah, I mean the Ozarks. Yeah. Because the Ozarks are a great place so cool. where you could where you could play a lot of good golf. So I feel like that's a nice area to 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 target like yeah. in the middle of the country. And then, you know, I feel like it's pretty obvious that I'd finish it off at Pebble Beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was gonna go with. Yeah. But I yeah. <laughs> I got I got other uh, ideas. Yeah. Um I would probably uh, start by going down to Pinehurst. North Carolina, I believe. Yeah, so we start at Pinehurst. There's a lot of courses to play there. That's a good place to be. And then I would take a really, really long road trip to Arizona. And I would probably play the like TPC Scottsdale and like those courses in that area. Um, and then to end it, I was going to go with Pebble and, and like that area. Um, let me think about this. I mean, by Pebble, I'm assuming to, that I'm also going to Spyglass and Riviera. Yeah, I would have to Riviera. be like. <laughs> It would have to be that area. I mean, I could make this the longest road trip ever and go all the way up to Oregon and play Band and Dunes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think you'd want to hit Band and probably first. No, you wouldn't. You're right. Yeah, we'd oh, be no, going like a, a down, across, and then like up. Yeah. I mean, that would be a really long road trip, but you, yeah, you, know, you have I'll a terrible route. You have a terrible yeah, route. Yeah, you, you kind of stole my route a little bit. So uh, I had to improvise there, but. Mine was gonna do. Mine was gonna be a little. Originally, it was gonna be a little quick trip. A start in Chicago, play Medina, Olympia Fields, bunch of Butler. Butler is a good course out there. They played PGA Tour events. that had a bunch of good mm. places. Also, I'm from Chicago, so uh, then go up to Wisconsin, play Whistling Straits, Aaron Hills, Kohler area. Okay. And then I wasn't go down to the Ozarks, but let me make it a little quick, like just Chicago, Wisconsin, Missouri, but. I think I might just do kind of like kind of like what Pat said, like go to Pebble, but play like go to 
Harding Park, then go down to Pebble, then go down to Torrey Pines and play down there. Like kind of do like that whole like coast of like places you can play like publicly. Right. And yeah. Like, so that'd be, I, that'd be good. That'd be a fun, fun trip that fun way to end it. Bandy mm-hmm. Dunes would be sick though too. I would love to go there. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on, I mean, any honorable mention places like that, we, that, that would I mean, be cool. Like somewhere in like, like the middle of Florida. Florida. Like the middle. Um, What's, the that? Middle? What's the golf resort that uh, the GM Golf went to? Oh, uh, TBC Donzante Bay that's in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, you know what would be a good one? Um, what am I thinking of? What's the place in Florida, Jeek? I'm blanking on the name. PJ oh, National? Uh, no. no. The, uh, it's got a name. Uh, Stream Song? Stream, Stream Song. song. Yeah, yeah that would be a nice place sick. to start. I think that's another one, sick. another one, uh, Kiwa Island is a nice one to start. It would be well. really cool. Like you, you, you said, you, you, you said Hill and Head, Kiwa Hill was kind of. You can do like uh, Hill and Head and Kiwa. And that'd yeah, be really, they're like be a really couple awesome. hours. And you go like Savannah, like right there too, like play uh, yeah. the RSM or whatever it was. Right. Uh, uh, you, I think Texas could be like Pines, TPC, TPC Austin. Yeah, Texas, you could go to some cool places. La Quinta um, Resort, yeah, and that in Arizona, yeah, pet yeah, that's what Arizona. I said. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, and uh, with uh, Scottsdale and everything. There's a lot of cool. I, I've never played desert golf. I have. I mean, honestly, you could go to like since I started playing golf. desert golf. You could go to like Vegas as well, like Shadow Creek. Yeah, true. Vegas would be a nice That'd place really cool. to, to to add to the trip. You're right. Um. So yeah, on that note. That's all we got for the week. Uh, that was in the clubhouse. So we'll see you next week. I'm not really sure what the tournament is. What, what do we got next week? Is it a- the Career Builder Challenge at PGA? Oh, West. and uh, yeah, at PGA what? PGA West. West, where they play like multiple different courses. Oh, was that what used to be the American that, Express? Huh? That's like the La Quinta courses. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I, I got you. Yeah, and then, and then we're on to to uh, Torrey Pines for the Farmers Insurance at the end of January. I'll be fine. So yeah, we'll see you next week. Hopefully uh, some of these bets hit. See you next Monday. Monday. Bye.